Welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We have another great one for you today, so please be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. Here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Thank you, everyone, for coming back to the Hot Takes podcast, where we are always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. So I have a treat for you today. I have an intuitive energy healer by the name of Terry. Terry, welcome to the Hot Takes podcast. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Lawrence. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be super fun. So I want to know, for, for the audience and for yourself, we want some education. What is an intuitive energy healer? Well, thank you for asking. I have these superpowers. <laughs> so, you know, you can look at this as a form of coaching, maybe life coaching or therapy. However, I'm not talk therapy. All you have to do is give me your first name. And so because I can close my eyes and I'll see a movie, I'll hear things, I'll sense or feel things, and I go right to the core of the limiting belief within your subconscious space. So all you do is to say, hey, Terry, this is Lawrence. And I'll go, hey, Lawrence, I can tell you what's going on with you. <laughs> because I've been doing the work so long, you know, it's a form of being able to put your pieces of your puzzle together. If you're feeling like you're struggling, I'm getting a lot of people, I am stuck. So I'm helping them out of stuck so that they can see some of the things in their childhood, their upbringing, or some of the things that they own that really isn't theirs. And then so I can help them shift it out of the subconscious space. So coaching, intuition, uh, background, energy, leadership, coaching. So all those things show up in there um, in different practices and modalities. And I will say um, it does take time. It's not something that um, comes at you overnight. Now, can some of it be innate a little bit? Probably. Um, and, and there are those, I, I know a couple of, of people like yourself who do really, really well in that intuitive space. But in this season um, of change for a lot of us, how have you um, really used your gifts and, and talents as a coach in this area to, to help people um, get unstuck? Yeah, thank you. You know, um, just most recently when things started shifting, meaning moving along, people are ready to get out of their what's next, help me get out of this space. You know, they're like, okay, I'm going to move into listening to more podcasts, tele-summits, come on. They're coming on the Facebook lives more and they're interacting. And they're like, you know what? I need more. And so when they come to me, because I'm not talk therapy, I can be able to prove to them time and time again that when I close my eyes and see the story, I tell them, okay, when you were young, when you were this age, this is what happened. And this is why you're struggling. This is why you became a procrastinator. Because a lot of people will say, this is just me. However, you have to learn or be taught to just be me, meaning you know, why you're dragging your feet to make a decision. And then as I'm able to really highlight or help them understand that hey, when, when mom wasn't really paying attention to you because she was so busy with all the other kids, that doesn't mean that you have to work harder. It means that you can just shift out and work smarter 
being able to trust this body. You know, I, I talk about this body as like a speaker of a radio. You know, when you have the radio on, you can hear it with the speaker. However, you don't have the speaker, you can't hear it. Well, the body is the truth, the mechanism to help you understand and feel the truth. So the difference about thinking and getting out of your head and allowing yourself to feel all of that. That's really good because a lot of times when, when I, with clients, um, and we're really trying to get to the root of things, which, which again, intuition and that playing as a coach, just really being present and holding that space while you're with a client, um, it can get really, really vulnerable, um, in those moments. And, and for the audience and for those, those people out there that like you need to help you understand like that coach client relationship and it's a partnership and there's a lot of trust um, and there's a lot of uh, accountability and responsibility on, on both parts of the coach and the client to show up. How are you, how do you gain that level of trust to go there? Because I don't, I don't want people to, to believe that they can coach their first client and they can <laughs> dig in from, from session one without some level of permission. So how, how are you able to build that trust with your clients? So that's a really good question. You know, I do a lot of these podcasts and I love the new questions that come out. When you can really tell them things they haven't shared in their upbringing, first off, how can you run away from me saying your mom or your dad did this or said this and this is how you responded? And it's, it's, um, it's so mind-blowing <laughs> that they can't run from that truth. However, when even if they can't remember the story, they could have picked it up when they were three or four. And, you know, that's a long time ago when they're in their 50s. Then I start talking about their personalities or their patterns of where they are as an adult. So there they're like, that makes sense. How did you know that I'm like that? So then they're going, all oh, right, obviously that trust is gained on my knowledge without them sharing it with me. So then they'll just acknowledge the fact that yes this is this is how i'm feeling yes this is what happened without me going into the full-blown story and then i clear it from their subconscious and when they come back they say wow i was working with someone you know a co co-worker or a manager used to really irritate me nothing at work changed however it's not bothering me anymore so it's what i call the aha moments to see that they're shifting within themselves and seeing the results of the work that I've had with them. I love that. I love that because there's, there's that, that creation of that collective awareness um, and that collective responsibility along the way. And in, in what the things that you're helping clients put together, particularly around, um, I love the, the way that you described acknowledging and validating experiences in someone's life and um because again we all know in, in coaching depending on the modality you know whether it's the blind spots the the gremlins whatever the head cheese whatever you're gonna call it <laughs> we, there are these blocks right that as you live life you you continue to build certain walls right and those are forms of protection um but as as we encounter our clients we need to hold that space and help them understand that some of those things that they've built as seemingly protection, they're also some of the things that are potentially in the way. And in some people, again, it's like that, that blanket, that blanket mm -hmm. that you carry, it's, it's warm, it's cozy, it's comfortable, 
but it we might have to might have to pull it away. And so when somebody tell me about a client or not not names, no details, but yeah. how do you break through with someone who and, and I'm I, that was me at one point. They they just don't want, they don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And, it cuts, <laughs> and it cuts you off. Yeah, so and it's funny you use the blanket scenario, and I use the house scenario. You know, when you're first time home buyer, you got your house or your apartment, first place you're living, and you contract into it. You sign a contract, and in the form of like you're owning your life, something happens, but you still own that as an adult contract in your house, house, you grow out of it, or you have to move. However, you haven't contracted out of it. And you're still living that hamster wheel, that merry-go-round as an adult. And so, um, where was I getting at this? Because <laughs> I wanted to really highlight what you were saying. Oh, you wanted me to share a story. So sharing, here's, an, here's a perfect example. So this client came to me and she was saying, she struggles in making decisions because she feels like if she does it, it'll always be wrong. So then when I connected into her energy, I was able to determine that there was an interaction between her and her mom. Here's as simple as it gets. So she said she recalled this memory because I was telling her, you know, there was something going on. You were eight years old, something you wanted and your mother wouldn't give it to you. She says, oh my God, here's the story. There was a cookie jar on the top of the refrigerator. And she said, mom, can I have a cookie? Her mother looks up and said, what do you mean? There's no cookies. She said, no, cookie. No, there's no cookies. What are you talking about? So her mom was giving her a form of gaslighting. The cookie jar was right in front of her. Then she started crying. Her mother said, clam up get it together, be a good girl, be a big girl. She was so confused. She could see it. She wanted the cookie. She cried because her mother wouldn't give it to her. And then her mother told her she wasn't being a good girl. So now here she is as an adult wanting something, could see she could have it, but then other people telling her, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Then giving her the same feeling of feeling like small, tiny, like she's going crazy. And then the fear of making decisions, stepping forward into the things that she wants and sees and feels that she wants it. So she's second guessing herself. Is that simple? Yeah, yeah, that's huge. That's huge because I'm thinking about, you know, just some things in my life that if, if you think about, um, and we all have origin stories in, in certain areas of our lives and, um, if, if you're really at a place where you're at that crossroads or you're really trying to self-reflect and you're really trying to find your way out of something, like think about the origin story of a thing and, and particularly around the emotions and the feelings of, of the way things come up for you. And, and I, I liken that to this season of life that we're all in, particularly here in the U.S., um, around social injustice, around um, the triggering of the word Black Lives Matters, or the triggering of somebody saying the word racist, and uh, the the positioning that everyone, like, okay, so, so how is that showing up for you? And particularly in this season, I've been extremely curious, um, because I, I understand who I am, and what I look like, and all the rest of that thing, and I know I can 
garner up some emotions and feelings when people want to hold a position and uh, try to convey a certain story about themselves. How do you break through um, imposter syndrome? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, so recently, in the last couple of days, I had a couple come to me. And, and when I had them, they were open to receive what I did. And then I was picking up working together as a couple and then individually. And as I was picking up him, he was very open in energy. And I said, oh my God, you're always in your head. I can feel this, all this movement in your head. And I feel like you have a lot of ideas, but you're being restricted. And I feel like it has to do with partly, not all, that you're being looked upon by the color of your skin. And I, and he, and I said, does this resonate? Yes, it does. And I said, where is it that you feel like you're being restricted just besides that all along in your life so that you can feel more at ease and owning who you are, right? No matter, like something like that can be very similar to a feeling of abundance, meaning money. When you have parents that are always in lack and always trying to make ends meet and, and feeling restricted. It's, it's has the same feeling. That's what I'm connecting to just the feeling, right? Even though people are experiencing it differently, it's the same feeling. And so when you're living in that space of not being able to get ahead based on restrictions of color, sexuality, then you are connecting the same as an adult and feeling like this is hindering me. The same thing with parents when they're living in lack or struggling in lack. You feel like, oh, I don't have a college degree or, oh, I have to, money is, doesn't grow on trees. And then here they are saying, I'm restricted from, right? And so it's a matter of shifting and trusting. It's almost like putting the pieces of your puzzle together. I'd love to say that, bam, I can change you instantly and everyone has a million dollars in the bank. <laughs> However, are we all the feeling of a million dollars in our value? Do we have a plateau or is everything like unlimited? And in this case where we have these restrictions growing up, we have to shazam them or sabotage them, right? Getting them out of those subconscious spaces. So we feel like we're infinite beings no matter what we are or what we own, right? So there's, there's the process of going, chiseling this, chiseling this, that if I hit, hit a wall, the wall is a limiting belief of what I was dealing with growing up and that no longer serves me. And then you start to attract different experiences based off of you letting go of what you think is going to continue to happen to you. Does that yeah. make sense? No, that makes, makes a ton of sense. And, and as, as you're talking, it's, it's funny the things you're we're saying in this short amount of time yeah. is the process in which, you know, I had to travel um, along the roads of shifting and transitioning just in life and career, um, but having to drum up and reflect on all that's happened to me. And, and I always tell people one of the best exercises I ever did was put my resume in front of my face and just look at and think about where I've come from but not the position of it, 
but the life that I was living in that time zone and and the things that happened and the events that happened because again I don't apologize for any part of my resume life professional any of it because it's it's molded me it's helped me um up to this point and it's given me the data um I've needed to I believe live a, a life well um and so I think for a lot of us and one of the things that I'm really hearing for you and and so grateful that for any of your clients, I'm grateful for your clients um, to have you in, in their life because the, the conversation without judgment. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's key. I see souls. I don't even half the time see skin. <laughs> I see souls that are needing a breakthrough. And so when you're able to say, okay, I don't have to judge my own life. You know, if anybody knew where I came from, they'd be, what? (laughs) I was actually born in Baltimore City. So I was actually the minority. And I had a lot of issues to deal with, not just, um, and there was a a little bit of reverse discrimination because now I'm the opposite and I'm the minority. So then I had to blend in and find like, look, people, let's just hug and kiss. (laughs) And so I had to deal with, certain avenues of that what was being presented to me because my parents had a lot of lack so we had to live in an environment that there was a lot of struggle so i had to be able to heal my own demons of what i felt like was happening against me and i had to clear all of that so i could see the soul level and release the judgment that was the hardest thing there's a process i teach people how you can eliminate judgment And as you're dealing with driving in the car, it is an amazing five sentences just so you can eliminate within your own judgment of just driving. (laughs) But it's a process that we have to create a lifestyle for it. Does that make sense? No, that's huge. That's huge. And and, um, I'm I'm constantly huge with, with clients or people that I interact with. Like, you know, are we just talking about it or are we being about it? And, and to me, I say this thing, we need reps. Mm-hmm. Live, waking up every day, you get the opportunity to practice something. You get That's to right. practice what you yes. read. You get yes. to practice all. I said, you, this life is meant to be lived. Yes. It's, it's, we, life is not happening to me. I'm happening to life. Yes. And, and like, you gotta be active in the way that we do this thing. And so people have been innocent bystanders in life happening to them and they yeah. just you know taking the punch oh, i'm just rolling with the punches i'm and i get i'm i'm talking about my family members people <laughs> i grew up with like in you know that are oh woe is me and then, like look i love you but at some point you got to start happening to life yeah or it's just you just it's gonna keep leaning on you right and, and you're gonna you were stuck but now you're more stuck because who allowed it and, yeah. and like, again, that ownership, I'm huge on ownership and accountability. And I want to know, like, as you've done work, right? And you told me a little bit about your background and being from, from Baltimore, Baltimore, I got, uh-huh, I got a bunch Baltimore. of buddies from, uh-huh. from the Baltimore area. And uh, yep. I was actually stationed there close to Fort Meade and some other things. But um, how, when, when you have that type of background, right, where you've lived some life yeah. that isn't. Uh, what your your crowd today would, would believe you you were from? Um, how how do you begin to use that as energy 
and translate it into energy because again there's it again so much negativity so much other stuff is in there but how do you use that as fuel to, to power you that's an amazing question because the number one thing that i started with forgive but not just everyone or the experiences I had to go deep thinking, here I am, an eight-year-old getting constantly beat up. (laughs) And again, opposite, you know, of my color. And I had to figure out how I could forgive, but it was myself and God, source, higher self, whatever you're choosing to call it. Because I'm like, as a little kid, you're like, why is this happening to me? My mother kept blaming me and telling me I need to walk away. And then I was causing it. I'm like, mom, I'm just walking by. (laughs) And then I had to realize... First, I had to set some boundaries and take some control over my life <laughs> and then realize that there was no fear and then forgiving. So once I forgave myself for the anger and had to forgive God for putting me in that place, but then I realized, you know what? It caused me to be able to see both sides. So today I could understand the aggression because I actually was in that, right? And how there was a form of let me be heard, but then understanding that there was some challenges within the community of being heard within themselves, because <laughs> they were fighting within themselves. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So once I was able to deal with forgiveness of God, myself, and I'm like, all right, And where were the limiting beliefs within myself? And then how can I see on a deeper level of a soul versus color? And then all of a sudden, I have over 50%, I would say probably closer to 65 to 70% of my clients are of color African-American. And I don't even see it. But when I start to stop and I'm like, whoa, like, wow, it's magically appearing Because whatever it is that opened up to connect so that I can help every soul, it just comes and vibrates with me. So as I explained it that way, I hope that people can understand where is it within you? What is it that you have to forgive? And it's not outside of you. Is it that which was put upon you that you can forgive yourself and God, source, higher self, and then go into that, all right, the external, all the people, was it mom? Because I had to you know, forgive mom and dad for putting me in that place because they were so young. However, it made me so strong for me to understand everything, both sides and more. I love that. Um, cause it, it brings up for me, one of my favorite, favorite Bible stories. Um, mm. and again, it's a really quick one, but it's that example of seeing the soul versus the ethnicity of a person. And it's, uh, you know, early on in Jesus life and, and he goes to the well and the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman and how she acknowledges her race first. But in conversation, he just kept addressing her and what he knew she needed as it pertains to salvation and understanding and knowledge and information. And that's that that's all he acknowledged. That's all he not. He never once acknowledged where she was from. But but then once she identified, he sees the soul of me. Then she was like, oh, I'm gonna share you. And, And light attracts light. And so she was like, I can't be the only person that knows you. And she like ran (laughs) off and and brought some people to him. And and I think in this season of life, 
um, always tell people, uh, if you're a foot, find other feet and, mm -hmm. and create community of, of likeness. And, and so you all can share in the light and collaborate together. And I appreciate the light of you and mm -hmm. that this world of connecting people for the sake of making sure we're, we're connected. We all have community. We all, and I don't network anymore. I connect. And nice. it, it's deeper, it's deeper than just networking or having somebody on a list that you can email and send newsletters to. Mm -hmm. I believe it's connecting at this, this cellular level of there's more to me. There's mm -hmm. more to me than what's on the outside. Um, that was just the, the vehicle um, that I was given um, to live this life. And, and I'm so glad about it and grateful mm -hmm. for it. But mm -hmm. as I share with you in this community, I want others to connect with you and be able to share with you as well. And so, Terry, how can they reach out to you and begin working with you? Thank you, Lawrence. Actually, I wanna add, you're connecting on the cellular level because I really dig in you. Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, all nice. under Terry Christine, and you can see my name here. And I do have a website, terrychristine.com. I do videos um, to help you, know, they're little snippets, three to four minutes long to help you in anything that you may be struggling with on YouTube. I do Facebook Lives to help, you know, get out of the stuckness, you know, and I'm bringing on some of my students, some of the intuitive, um, development uh, trainer and coach. So I do teach what I, you know, live. And so some of my uh, students are coming on so that we can help in a profound way. That is awesome. That's all. Yeah. I always tell people I'm, I'm my first coaching client. So everything I'll ever <laughs> say to you in a session, I've said to myself a million times over. So that is awesome. So Thank you so much, Terry, for coming to hang out with me today, sharing your voice, sharing your gift. Um, and again, Anytime you want to jump back on and say, Lawrence, I got some more. Let's, let's, let's record some more. Let me know. We'll get you on the calendar. Well, you know what? We'll talk about my book next time. Oh, look ah, at well, you. <laughs> the secret power of you yes. out there. Book. So yes. next time we're going to talk about the secret power of you. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Thank right. you, Terry. I'm loving you. Thank you. I'm very honored. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode of Hot Takes. Please be sure to explore the library for other amazing interviews. Until next time, actions over ideas always win.